episode 328. I mean, on a national level, when you look at all the mechanics or technicians, whatever you want to call them, across the industry, most of them look at it as a job. There's a lot of jobs out there. So this camaraderie, these experiences turn this into a career for us. We have to show, we have to figure out how to make that a career for everybody else. And it's not by forcing them to go to a three and a half hour class on a weeknight. I think it's not fair to ask them to do that on their own time. We need to I'm not saying take that away. That needs to stay there, but we also need to make more training available during the day and pay them for attending that training in the day for sure. Welcome, aftermarketers, to Remarkable Results Radio. Listen to learn just one thing from today's episode on your journey to remarkable results. Hey, hello, and welcome to the show. Excited to share this roundtable interview from Vision 2018 with you. You know, I love doing roundtables, especially to interview four young technicians and one shop owner. You are streaming RR Radio, the automotive aftermarket's premier and content-rich podcast. Now, you do know how much I love to travel to special events and set up the recording studio. Vision has been a perfect event for capturing great aftermarket talk radio, and, and I know you'll stop to realize that the passion that exists with our young technicians will help the independent aftermarket's long-lasting success. Hey, Carm Capriato here to tell you that the Aftermarket's premier podcast is supported by Federal Mogul Motor Parts. They are the reason you enjoy these great aftermarket interviews. For serious technical training and support, online, on-site, and on-demand, Garage Gurus is everything you need to know. Find out more fmgaragegurus.com It's so great to share my world on social media and so nice to make new friends like new Facebook friends Samantha Freeman, Juan Perez, Tom Bridges, Joel Richardson, and John Tracy, and my newest LinkedIn connections, Justin Brubaker, Joshua Ruth, and Amanda Fink. Thank you so much for connecting and getting involved in this powerful ecosystem. For every one of my social links, find them at remarkableresults.biz slash social. Hey, and don't forget about the trending topics covered each and every week on the Town Hall Academy. The Single Subject Forum is broadcast live at 12 noon Eastern every Friday. Everything you'd ever want to know about the Academy is at RemarkableResults.biz slash Academy. Hey, now go inside the Vision 2018 studio with me with Tanner Brandt, Bryn Klein, Chris Martino, Justin Miller, and Brian Coletta. This tight group of technicians is part of a large community effort called Trained by Techs. Find the show notes for this episode at RemarkableResults.biz slash E328. Now, these guys are committed to help technicians excel at their craft to make a difference personally and professionally for the industry. This group was started to help bridge the gap between basic and advanced training. They are producing short tutorial training videos that can be viewed without a major time commitment like a lunch break. As you would expect, there are a bunch of great stories in this interview. These guys are there for each other, up to and including helping financially to attend training. Now meet a small portion of the team from Trained by Techs. Hear their story, their dreams, their thoughts on training. We talk about the hours necessary to keep pace with technology and what to do to get the most from training at events like Vision. There's even a special storyline in the interview regarding the winner of the Ed Schaefer Memorial Management Scholarship. Also, hear this team's opinion on daytime training. I know you'll love this. Enjoy. Carm Capriato in the Vision 2018 studio. Wow, I got a group of uh, four 
automotive aftermarket technicians, shop owners, and the Bryn Klein. Thank you for bringing this together from Assured Auto Works and a podcast alumni. Say hi. Hi. Tanner Brandt from Tanner's Auto Clinic. Tanner. Hi, Carm. How are you doing? I was hanging out with uh, Tanner a couple of weekends ago in Syracuse, New York, man. Good to finally have you on the podcast. Justin Miller from JM Diagnostics over here to my left. Say hi. Glad to be here, Carm. Thanks for having me. Brian Coletta from Dave's Auto Care in Willoughby, Ohio, the shop foreman. Glad to be here. How you doing? Good, man. Really good. Thank you. And Chris Martino working to build his business solid state. How you doing, Carm? Great to see you, man. Okay, guys, I stand corrected. It's five of you, and I can't count. It's darn late in the day. Uh, there's a really a, a cool you know, story on the front side of this, and, and I'm, I'm happy to tell it. Justin Miller was uh, registered for Vision, and son of a gun, didn't he win uh, an incredible award? He won the Ed Schaefer Memorial Management Scholarship for 2018 Vision. Tell us what it means, what's, what it's about, and tell us how, do you do, how did you apply for it, Justin? Well, they have a form you fill out on the Vision website to uh, apply for different scholarships. Different ones have different qualifications. The one that I won is a management training uh, scholarship. It's the Ed Schaefer Memorial. And, yeah, when I got the call from Sherry, I was quite surprised. But part of the story is, is you said, hey, I'm going to Vision. I'm booking. I'm going to be there. And all of a sudden you found out you got a full scholarship to be here. Correct. I'd already uh, bought my uh, tickets and registration and had the hotel reserved, Yeah. planned out, time off. Flights already arranged to be here. I, I was going to be here. There's no question about it. I look forward to it every year. Take me to the day that that, that happened and you said, wow, you call the guys, you, you got on Facebook, and you know the, the world found out about it. And you said, wow, I'm already going to be there. I already spent the money. What do I do now? Well, our group's a pretty tight group. We talk every day. And every one of us were able to come except for one guy, and he, he was in a situation where he couldn't do that. It seemed logical and easy for me to pay it forward and help him financially get here by donating some money of my own and asking all the friends in my group to see if they could bring together enough money to buy him the plane tickets, get his registration. And did you contact Sherry Hamilton and say, hey, can I give this to someone else? We did. We did. We, cut, we wanted to make sure that she was understanding what we had going on. Well, to be clear, Justin, um, you know, he he didn't really give the scholarship away. He just kind of um, took some of the, just paid it forward by helping, you know, on a financial level. Uh, okay, I, I understand. It's 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 the right choice of words. He paid it forward, and what's interesting is we have the gentleman who got the paid forward here with us. How cool is that, Chris? Obviously, you, you probably found out about uh, Justin getting this. Yes, and you said to yourself. Great. Congratulations. And what happened when they got together and said, hey, we want to see if we can get you there? I um, was driving home. I, I had no words. Justin texted me and asked um, if we could raise some money uh, to get you out here and hook you up with a hotel and an air, air, airfare. Could you get off of work? And I, I didn't even know how to respond. I've never had anything like that happen to me. Or like anybody kind of want to pay it for it or anything like that. It was it was amazing. Still, uh, I'm in awe of these people. And you should be. I mean, you know, you you said Justin, it's a tight group. So, Brian, how tight? It's hard to manage. <laughs> it's pretty. It's tough. That's you, funny. You it's walk exhausting. Away, you walk away from the chat and you come back five minutes later and you're 280 uh, messages behind. It's crazy. Yeah, it's Guys, overwhelming. It's, it's, 
What are you doing in, in this message stream? I mean, are you talking about a private Facebook group? Private messenger through a, Facebook. A private messenger. Okay. And, and are you sharing technology? Are you just, you know, talking about your day? Any what, and all. We, we talk about what we're eating for dinner. We talk okay. about what jobs we're working on in the shop. If we're having something that maybe we want to bounce off of another tech, then we'll throw it out there. And when that happens, we get we get serious and help the other guy out. Everybody, everybody gets involved. If, the, if we're having a problem with, like, a uh, problem car, we throw up a waveform. Everybody gets on, downloads it, and, you know, helps out as much as they can. And it's, it's great. Yeah, that's the meat and the potatoes of it. Um, but we're so... We're so tight. Um, it's like a camaraderie there. So, we, I mean, naturally, our days and just um, picking on each other and stuff like that. Sometimes so. it gets a little fratish. <laughs> I guess so. I was just going to say that word. It reminds me of my college fraternity, but the brotherhood almost. Are there any women in it? Uh, no, not, not, yet. A, not yet. Not uh, unless somebody steals uh, their husband's or boyfriend's phone. Yeah, we've, <laughs> we've had that quite a few times now. And that's it, happened. It all, uh, it all kind of started, we all went to Auto Mechanica together, and it really started as a uh, group messenger chat for everybody that was going to Auto Mechanica. It started with probably about 10 guys, maybe a few less. Um, and basically, everyone talked before Auto Mechanica. Once we got to Auto Mechanica, that was the first time we had all met in person. And then each conference from there on, we changed the name of the group, and it kind of went from there. And as we find people that are also trying to better the industry, if we can help them, we'll add them to the group as well. And that's why it's got to be so overwhelming. The chat has grown so far that there's always at least a few people that are slow during the day so if you're not paying attention and you have your notifications on yeah or or the different time zones poor justin gets woken up every morning at probably like three at his time because everyone's up at five wait a minute oh there's a time zone problem but who gets up at two or three o'clock in the morning and comes up with the solution to a problem you had all day and you're so happy about it that you get on dm or your messenger and you share it that would that would that, that would be Bryn, he usually comes around late night making no sense at all, but his brain is always working. It's hilarious. So is this really what's necessary to be an engaged technician in our industry? You know, I hear what you're saying. You're sharing ideas and stuff, but is part of this the camaraderie for continuous training and success? It's uh, encouraging each other. I mean, we just look forward to the next conference that we can spend time together. But um, it's a, this is another tool, you know, that we can use to help us solve problems or help each other solve problems. And it's uh, just a great time, you know, during that. So it, It's not only just that. The camaraderie of it is that we all really want to better ourselves every day. And that's why I keep telling anybody that comes into the group is that we're – we don't care what level you are in the industry if you're an excellent mobile guy or if you're just wanting to get out at busting tires and doing some more serious work as far as you know electrical diagnosis or something the criteria that i have is you want to better yourself so for me for somebody to be in the group that i really want to connect with that that i connect with for what i what i'm passionate about is bettering myself every day and so if they're w- willing to try to better themselves every day that's that's the criteria for being in the group and that's what what binds us you're preparing to come here you're using your messaging platform and you continue to tell chris what he's going to experience am i right 
Yeah, it's all to, to me. It's just super exciting to share. You know, for first timer, Chris is a first timer, and Tanner is, and Brian is. So a lot of our we have, I don't know, what have you got? Ten people that are with us. Wait a minute, is it Tanner, you're your first time. Yep, first time. Your first time. Yes, sir. Wow, Brian. So, uh, so I guess I'm going to ask each of you. But you were more in anticipation. You said, oh, "I'm in all that these guys are trying to help me get here," and we paid it forward with the scholarship thing. It was great. God, Sherry's such a great lady to make that happen. This organization is is great for making that happen. And what do you think so far? And we're only what? Two days in? Day and a half? End of day two after after classes. Yeah, it's 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 amazing. Where I'm at, you don't really have access to training like this. You have you have YouTube videos and online articles, but that's about it. But to be able to sit in a class with some of these amazing trainers and be able to ask them questions and have access to them and come up during a break and then share your experiences with them and they share back with you. It's um it's it's mind blowing, really. To be able to hang out with them in the hotel lobby at night, it's pretty awesome, huh? To be treated on like almost as an equal, not as like you know a, a peon. It, it, it's it's really great. I'm talking to Bud Houston, a technical product specialist with Federal Mogul Motor Parts. Hey, Bud, what's the best thing about the Guru on the Go van? Yeah, I think that the the best thing about the van and the kind of the mission is it's twofold. One one is ultimately to bring brand awareness uh, of the federal mobile portfolio. But I think the way that we do that is we bring value to the technician, and the shop owner, and, and how we do that is is we bring technical content, we bring some updated material, and once they see that I care about their operation, their reputation, and their qualifications, one they're they're built up, but two they they really at that point, listen to what I have to say about the brands, and, it, and it's built, the relationship is built on a, a mutual benefit. So you bring technical stuff, and you bring product-specific. Yeah, me personally, I, I'm, I'm super technical, technical background, so anytime I'm doing a lunch and learn or a van visit uh, training session, it's, it's typically 90% technical, 10% uh, product. Any new Moog products that are getting good reviews? Yeah, one that's recently released is uh, uh, the Dodge Ram 25 and 3500 Complete Steering Assembly. It's uh, inner and outer tie rod ends and drag link pre-assembled. This is the first uh, aftermarket um, part that's available in a complete assembly for this application. And the specific applications, late model Dodge Rams, are are actually a a kind of a high failure part on on the chassis parts. What about the compression-loaded ball joints with pre-installed integral dust boot? Yeah, the, the integral dust boot has been a huge hit. Initially, the, the idea was, was, well, where is the boot? And then once you kind of get around and show people, they're like, well, that is the best idea I've ever seen because I've torn so many boots on installation or I've had a boot that's not seated properly. And they're like, well, that's just not an issue now. And, and they love it. Federal Mogul Motor Parks' Garage Gurus is your go-to source for the vehicle training, technology, and answers you need to keep your next job on track. On-site, online, or on-demand, the gurus are here to help keep your business and your career on the road to success. Visit fmgarageguru.com. Brian, many of the legacy technicians that I know and that I've interviewed say that one of the biggest takeaways and the biggest advantages of coming to Vision or training venues like this 
is networking. Absolutely. The networking experience here is great. You know, the the passion that we all share to be here, the experience that, that we all get by being here is, is amazing. We all go home and we we feel our our, our attitudes are, are boosted by being here just, just, just from the experience alone. The mental batteries are recharged after Absolutely. these events. But they're going to be drained by Sunday, don't you Absolutely. think? Absolutely. Okay. I mean, cause, cause Slowly the, getting there. I, I really call it uh, you know, a certain level of overload, but you didn't hesitate to sign up for every class you could. You sign up okay. for every class you can, and you work on zero sleep, and it's the best week. And as soon as you leave here, you're planning for next year, basically. Zero sleep? Not yeah, zero, but close to it. Close to it. <laughs> What's the zero sleep stuff about? Uh, tend to be up late, especially with this group. Yeah, there may be uh, some shenanigans late at night, well, but it is, but it is fun. It's about networking, and when like the great thing about Vision is that there is everybody's consolidated, so everybody kind of hangs out at the Sheridan lobby. So it's you know it's impossible to go to bed when you have these rock stars surrounding you. So. Um, yeah, sleep is just. I, I not lay in priority. bed in these, and I can't get to sleep at night because I've got so much new information that my mind is still processing. Uh, I I can't go to sleep, so I might as well hang out with everybody. Okay, so far, what day and a half worth of classes? Two. Yeah, we uh, we showed up on Wednesday and we had classes all day. Okay, here we're recording Friday, Friday evening. The expo just opened up. I can't wait to get out onto the floor and and see what's going on there. Was there anyone like Golden, you know, and we talk silver bullets all the time, but when you learn from real trainers, you go, ah, that aha moment. Did you have an aha moment? For me, it's been the connection we've had when we met here as people. Okay. But based on the training that you're out there to get, and you're doing the business management training, who's doing the business management training? Any of you? I think Justin did one. Okay. Uh, But you guys are here basically for the technician side. Okay, great. And and so what was the number one class that each of you signed up for that says, I really want more of this? That's coming on Sunday. That's the John Thornton turbocharger class. Cool. What about you, Chris? You too, Brian? Chris? I was really looking forward to the class that was actually today, the John Thornton BMW class, which was really good. And on Sunday, I'm taking a uh, Volkswagen Audi programming class. Um which I'm really looking forward to as well. Bryn? John Thornton on Sunday today was definitely something I looked forward to. So Scott Mann and John Thornton teaching an all-day BMW class. They had a car in the classroom, and they're taking scope captures and scan data, sharing scan data on the screen. And it's uh, t- to me, that was the big one for this Live year. case study, huh? Yeah, live car, yeah. Cool. How about you, Tanner? Uh, anything John Thornton today. I was uh, also in the BMW class, and then... Uh, anything by Eric Ziegler, too, I'm a big fan of. I had a class with him yesterday, and uh, those classes I always learn from. I try to learn one thing from every class that I'm in, and if I can do that, then it was definitely worth going. Eric's going to be on the main stage with me Sunday morning in my, uh, in, in the, in not my town hall, but in our town hall on uh, the Future Shop. Excited to have Eric with us. Been interviewing a couple of guys, and recently heard from a, a, car, a CTI trainer, Tanner. I think you were in the room, and we, we were in there talking. And I asked him, I said, "How many hours do you think technicians need to get in training per year?" And he came up with a couple of uh, two interesting numbers. One of them was online, and one of them was leader-led case study stuff. And I'm not going to tell you the number. But what do you think you need to have as working techs per year in both online and leader-led? Per year. What what do you have to invest in? It almost seems endless to me. I mean, I'm constantly, all day, all night, talking about the industry, learning from everything I possibly can just to to better myself. You guys all know Matt Fonslow. 
And Matt said this in one of our interviews, and I can't remember which one it was. And you know, Matt's a pretty smart guy, and he he goes, he says, you you, you know that Utech is committed when he's willing to stay late and do just about anything he can to learn and do case studies and learn the equipment and try and test new things. It it sounds like that's the world you're living in, Brian. Absolutely, yeah. That's a nonstop learning learning curve, and and I enjoy every minute of it. And that's the key. What else would you be doing if it wasn't this? I have no idea. <laughs> well, that's part of the camaraderie is the, this, the networking, um, finding people that share the same passion, the same people that are staying up late at night trying to figure out a car that they're working on that day or um, watching training videos trying to learn more. I know for me it's the drive, um, knowing how, how much information there is coming at us. And for me, it, it just feels like I, I need to spend every moment trying to absorb what's out there so i'm we're meeting and talking about cars on our messenger group and we're also watching videos and we've started making our own videos but you haven't answered my question so what i was getting at for me i don't know if this is going to answer your question or not but i drew blank for a second i've got it back so um that's this camaraderie um helps to turn jobs into careers, in my opinion, basically. So, so many of us, um, you know, are passionate about it, but it's very easy to get kind of burned out, burned out, and kind of tired of things. But having these network of friends and attending conferences like these and being involved with the industries and talking to people. So maybe I should rephrase my question, since none of you, I think Tanner, you want to answer and, and hold that there. But what I heard Brian say is, you know, morning, noon, and night. And so you probably can't put a number on it, but the word is I'm committed to learn, committed to train, committed to test, committed to test and verify. And I guess if I picked up a couple of extra hours at night, how do I really quantify that? Maybe you're all young enough, you don't have the families yet and the commitments at home. You're on your pathway to do what you have to do to grow and to be a great A technician if there is such. Is there such a thing as an A technician? Uh, it's relative, I guess. You know, it depends on... Yeah, sure. Um, honestly, we're all most of us, except for Tanner, has family, so we're try- we have to balance that. We talked about that before. It's challenging, but uh, you have family, Brian. I have two kids and a, and a wife, and it's just a matter of balancing all of that and wow. making the best of it. Yeah, all of us. <laughs> and obviously, she knows your love and your commitment of this, so she allows you. You probably at home watching videos and taking notes. And yes, stuff it's and- it's hard to you know take time away from family time just to catch up with everybody and but you know it's we we got to make it work normally he's in one room uh talking with us and going over things trying to help people and she's in the other room texting him we <laughs> we hear that quite a in lot the, while we're talking house. back and forth <laughs> well i think Amazing. i might can answer it's, it's tough for us to answer because literally we're learning almost every day all day like, so a suggestion to um Technicians that haven't invested in training and to shop owners that aren't paying for and not searching for training. I ask everybody all the time, owners and trainers, here's the number that we heard just two weeks ago, Tanner. It was 100. I agree with that. I think as a total, 100 is good. And I would say a minimum of 40 hours of that should be hands-on at a conference. Um, my theory behind that is is we can all watch you know videos online like you know, our group's trying been trying to push some out there just to help people, but 
unless you go to a conference, you don't get the networking. And if you have a question, sometimes it's a little bit tough to get that answered when it's an online video. Where if you're at a conference, you can raise your hand and say, you know, hold on, stop. I don't understand. Can you explain it to me? And they can go back as many slides as they need to, um, you know, get you whatever information you need, especially like today's class that's uh, an on-car class, then they can show it to you as well. So it's an expense for the shop owner or the technician that you know either or but i think it's a worthwhile investment for the shop to send the technician and obviously you know we have classes at night um through places like cti and things like that that are great but it's nice to get out to the conference to be able to network the doors that that opens for you for the shop for the technicians you know for everybody involved the people in the industry that you meet you know our group has seen it you know over and over again the people that we've met that we've been able to get involved in that have helped us you know learn through the years and it's been a good time and i think that's you know an important thing well, it's an eye-opener, you know. I, I think that I guess I could answer that, and you basically helped me with that, is I think that it's um, should be mandatory for at least one multi-day conference. The training is such a great resource, and it's something we definitely need. And it, we're lucky in this industry we have resources everywhere, but um, if we don't support them, they're not going to be there. So that's another reason. I mean, obviously to better yourself and better the industry, but this resource is there, training companies, and we need to support them. Guys, have you ever gone to training? And you went up to the trainer and said, I know how this thing was sold, but you didn't hit the mark. Has it ever happened? Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely happened. I always say you just try to make sure that you get something out of it. But you definitely have to give some feedback and say, you know, eh, maybe it wasn't as advanced of a class as we thought it was. And give that feedback, but give it you know be professional be polite about it um and then give the feedback too of what you would have you know rather seen it's tough when you go to a class and go oh, you know that class sucked it wasn't any good and then you walk away at that point it's tough for them to know what you were looking for and things like that and i know that you know some of the night classes i've you know heard that a lot from different shops and that's tough because the audience that you're presenting to you have to be presenting to somebody that knows nothing and may have been in the field for six months or you might be presenting to somebody that's been in the field 20 years so it's tough to balance that when you're doing a night class at a conference that's the other you know better thing is normally at a conference it's all more advanced classes you might get a couple here and there that um aren't exactly what you were thinking but they'll normally in a multi-day conference the rest of them will make up for it two things to me is it boils down it's relative right a class says advanced like what does that mean advanced it's advanced and like you said you have so many div, a broad spectrum of uh, skill level and experience level in the class so definitely uh with regard to training i think that it's important for our industry or the training side uh, you know for them to get together and work together to figure out how to maybe categorize them but um going back to to be honest, I, most of, I would say most of the classes, if not all of them, I take away something. So do they miss the mark? Yes, and a lot of it sometimes has to do with the title of the class. It may not, they may say advanced, but then, you know, to me, it may not be. But a lot of it comes into feedback. I think too many technicians or shop owners or service writers attend classes and they get the forum and they feel like they got to be nice to the instructor and they're kind of, it's awkward to be honest, I think, sometimes. So. Boy, that's a great message you just said. Yeah. What I um, I've experienced 
classes and late, especially like late, like the late night hotel classes after work, two hours, and they feed you a pizza. Um, and a lot of those can be disappointing. But what I've come to try to do is I realize that everybody's trying. The instructor's trying. Everybody's trying. And like if I notice that I'm not getting something or I'm not there, I try to start a conversation with uh, with the instructor. Try to get something going. And, and it seems to, once you get a conversation going or, or talk about a topic or in, maybe introduce a topic, it can start a whole conversation with everybody there and get everybody involved because like instructors they have they, they have a job to do but they, they they know what they're talking about and sometimes it's not the instructor's fault sometimes it's the people taking the class and i and, if, and maybe if you show an interest they show an interest and then it brings everything to the next level i'm seeing the converse of that for me i've had absolutely wonderful positive experiences after some of these classes where i just feel i've got to go up to the instructor and shake his hand and thank him for sharing what he knows uh, that that's how it happened for me here at Vision. Uh, two years ago was my first time. I sat in a Thornton class, and I I just had my mind opened up from what I didn't even know was possible. And I I couldn't help myself. I after the class, I had to go over and shake his hand and thank him. And that's happened more than once. And I th- I feel even if a, even if a class may seem basic to you, there's always that one thing that you may learn. I, I I don't think I've ever been to a class where I didn't pick up one thing. And to me, that's excellent. So I pose you guys a challenge that I continue to hear. And you're saying, okay, so we befriend the trainer, we talk to him, we're straight up, we give a real good you know recommendation is you know evaluation of the class. And so what I thought I was going to hear from you, I didn't. And it's amazing because you're so committed to your craft. You're so committed to learn. You're so committed for learning just one thing. God, it sounds like a great slogan for a podcast. <laughs> listen to learn. Listen to learn just one thing. Guys, um, big question that's going on in the industry. We, actually, I talked about it earlier today in a podcast about daytime training. So training needs to come from every area because it's such a complicated industry. So, um, And I just personally think it's not fair it's so so much i'd say the majority of the actual traditional classroom type settings uh training sessions are in the evening after work day and it's just too hard to retain as much of the class material you're you're tired you know you've worked a long day so daytime training for sure uh even weekend can be better because you haven't worked all day but ultimately um it's not fair for the especially employees of shop owners and me being a shop owner i feel like it's probably fair for me to say that to some degree it's not fair for us to expect you go back to your question about what does it take to be the best you know does it take you know constantly learning yes it does but um we're not uh, we're rare i mean on a national level when you look at all the mechanics or technicians whatever you want to call them across the industry most of them look at it as a job there's a lot of jobs out there so this camaraderie these experiences turn this into a career for us we have to show we have to figure out how to make that a career for everybody else and it's not by forcing them to go to a three and a half hour class on a weeknight um to me so that's where daytime training comes in you know we need to be able to i think it's not fair to ask them to do that on their own time we need to i'm not saying take that away that needs to stay there but we also need to make more training available during the day and pay them for attending that training in the day for sure and uh something i think should be mentioned especially you know a lot of people say oh it's easy for you know a technician to say or a shop owner to say nobody really does it Bryn's entire crew is here this weekend 
So yeah, I know, that, that, now that's big commitment. And so I can't do that. I can't close the shop. I just can't do it. And and we hear it over and over again. But yet it happens. So Bryn, tell the world how and why do you plan this? Like I said, these experiences are life and career changing. Like I think most people are to some degree they're motivated for self interest. I think, but. I like to look for things that I can do to challenge that so that I could do things for others that I don't necessarily benefit from. And some may say that as a shop owner, you know, there's going to be a return on investment. But when I look at helping anybody come or encourage anybody to come, and in this case, paying for my employees to come, it's about sharing something that's going to change in their, their life and their career. And make this a career, basically. It's no longer a job. Now it's a career as far as I'm so concerned. So I love it. I, I just love it. And, and let's, let's drive this daytime training thing home. Schedule it, plan on it, make it happen, give the guy the time while he's fresh. And so here I'm talking to the, the, the manufacturers out there and all the other trainers that are saying, well, I scheduled daytime, and three showed up. And then I scheduled another one, and four showed up. And guess what? I'm almost out of business. Or the money that I'm supposed to be committing to training isn't there because no one's showing up. When and how can we change that tide, and it's only daytime? I don't think it needs to be only daytime because it's there's lots of resources and we have to t- take advantage of all of them. So when it comes to daytime, you you should have several options. You should have more traditional classroom settings because that's the social aspect of it. I mean, we do like to talk shop with the next guy, you know, and learn from him as well as sitting in the class learning from the instructor and the material that they're presenting. But there also needs we need to take advantage and there's already material resources out there. We need to take advantage of the comp- the training companies that are producing material and putting it online already. Um, so you don't have to necessarily, you know, send somebody all day, although, I, again, I think that needs to be part of it. But, you know, AVI or even, you know, if we can find a way to vet some of the YouTube stuff, there's some really good YouTube stuff online. And that kind of, you know, that kind of comes into where the train by text thing. And that's is. where I was going next. What a great segue. You want to take my job? <laughs> this is great. <laughs> I love it. I mean, it was the next thing we we're going to talk about. Train by text. Wow. And um, I know there was a bunch of you all that got together and said, we need to do this. We're all actively involved in social media, trying to help and connect with other technicians, not just in our group, but anybody that we can see needing some help. And so we're on the on the Facebook you know, groups where people might be asking for some help, and we're trying to help them out. And a guy may be trying to do a test and prove a pro, uh, parts bad and doesn't know how to do that. And that's one of the situations I ran into where there was a technician that didn't understand a test. And I decided the best way that I could show that person was to put a video out of me doing the test, uh, showing all the steps of how I made the connections and, and how to analyze the pattern I was getting on the scope. And... I made it and I posted it and I just got a whole bunch of positive feedback. People begging me to do the, cover this topic or that topic, and it's really uncomfortable for me because that's it just it's a really uncomfortable okay. thing All for right. me to so do. So he's texting you guys in your messaging group. What was what's he saying? Like he said, you know, we got a lot of good feedback from it. 
Um, he didn't want to do it alone. It's it's an uncomfortable thing to do at first, especially when you know we're not used to it. But the other thing that really came into play is the requests were sometimes something that you know I may not be good at, or Justin may not be good at, or Brian may not be good at. But we have enough people in our group that every single person has a specialty. So you know it came up that oh we needed something to analyze an ignition waveform, say, or we need a demo on a scan tool. So we kind of divvy up the videos anybody in the group that's good at that one specific thing we can really help out and that person can make a video and somebody requests you know they need more help on this topic or we make that video and they see it and they're like oh you know we really want that more explained and sometimes it's been as simple as uh one we've had multiple requests for is how we go about setting up all of our equipment and organizing it and things that you don't really think about or think that people need i saw you do one on pico yep and you were doing a voltage drop uh i did one for injector um, but, but you opened your drawer and you showed you know it was the second drawer down on your cabinet and, yep. and i was really impressed with that and i'm thinking well why is he showing that he's really trying to teach the organizational skills so you can find what you need that's one of the big things that comes into play is being a diagnostician is you're trying to be organized and still be efficient for the shop that you're working at um obviously flat rate shops the diagnostician thing has kind of been frowned upon so we evolved kind of tried to evolve and still be efficient so when it comes to things like pico and things like you know having seven different scan tools to be able to pull them out and make time on cars and keep the bosses happy and things like that you have to be organized and it makes it a lot easier to diagnose the car and a lot of the people that get into trying to diagnose stuff buy a pico or buy a snap-on whatever that may be uh they get kind of intimidated and it's tough for them to set up and they say you know it just takes too long and they never pull it out so they never learn okay it. justin you come up with the the, the the youtube idea you share it with the guys there's some things that are being requested and and you're all saying hey uh i can do that well let's try that and so you each figured out you'd get your phone or your cameras out and you all gave yourself a shot and sent it to each other and critiqued it and worked on it and then you said hey it's time for the youtube channel and you created a youtube channel am i right yeah, yeah, trained by Tech's uh, YouTube channel. Yeah, really, it's just super exciting. Um, we're, you know, originally when we first started doing it, it was just again, um, it's about. I think to me, it's for us um, being diagnostic technicians. It's about being problem solvers. I think we really like solving problems and figuring out issues and. Um, I think that's where helping other technicians comes into play. It feels the same way. Like to be able to see the feedback for somebody that really appreciated what you did is similar to figuring out a car. You know, so Justin came in, he saw the positive feedback. We got involved. We started thinking about getting organized, but we're concerned about what the training industry would think about it. Because you know, we we don't want to to step on anybody's toes and i don't think that that's not the plan and i don't think that's what's going to happen but we weren't sure if that's the way they were going to view it so but luckily um the feedback's been really positive with training you know people in the training industry you know randy briggs with cti has been really supportive pete meyer uh with motor age and uh you know obviously heads up a lot of auto mechanica has been um you know told me he's excited about what we're doing uh others george, george, george minchu has been helping us a lot so 
what's been happening is people are watching. They are, uh, it's been positive feedback, and, and um, a lot of the people we look up to seem to be uh, – they seem to think that there's a need for it, and they appreciate it. Do you have a strategy about keeping them at a certain length, Chris, or um – or just just going as long as it takes to get the message out. We had a meeting about that, and we decided to keep it short and sweet, uh, under 15 minutes, just something re- really quick, so somebody can get one quick lesson and then move on. That way, because you could you, you, you lose much of you, you don't have much of a t- attention span. You, you just lose more than you can gain. So we just try to keep everything as short and sweet as possible. You know, it's hard to commit the, a long t- amount of time. Like when you're uh, every day, you know, you're especially if you're having your work-life balance. You're working in the day. You come home and you got to put, the, you know, play with the kids, feed them, put them to bed. So you can't commit two hours to every night. So, but if you have ten, fifteen minutes or whatever on a training video, then you can take something away from that. Consolidate, condense it, basically, so that you can walk away. So from tell something. me about. Um, how does Train by Techs grow to uh, to be a very big powerhouse? And you know, I'm I'm think I'm excited about what you're doing, and I'm thinking, okay, team, are we going to su- put up one new video a week? Uh, what's the topic? Who's going to do it? And Justin, are you the guy, the ringleader, pulling the levers? Uh, no, we're we're an equal. Or, uh, Equal opportunity or we, employer. Yeah. Well, pretty much, we're we're all technicians and we work full time jobs fixing cars, and we don't have time to focus enough time for one person to really be a president or leader. So we all take turns at it, and so when we have a moment, we try to put a video out. We get we give each other criticism on the video to try to improve it. Basically, we've been trying to do like one to two videos a week. Sometimes that may change. It kind of all depends on what we see for cars that week and what we get requested. Like this week, you know, I was in the middle of doing a car and it was something that was talked about in our group the way uh, we found to diagnose them. So Justin had made a case study on it and I sent a picture showing him that I was doing it. And we said, ah, we don't have a video on that. Quick, do a video. So I just pulled out my camera and made one of the other guys in the shop shoot it while I was doing it so that we had another video. I've been doing this for 25 years and it was a test that it was told to us from another member of our Facebook Messenger group and it, John Rogers. And this, this is, it's such a, a simple thing that we just say, why didn't anybody just think of that before but wait a minute are you kidding me we we all got years and years of experience and none of us knew this test and so we feel we have to share it and that's why tanner went ahead and made that video and we'll be releasing that a week or two whenever it fits the schedule to get it out so what are the big plans? I mean, what, what, do you, what do you see? How big is it going to grow? Um, how many subscribers are you looking for? Right now, we're just having a good time. I think, you know, we're, start, we're trying to get organized and put some structure there just in case it starts. So to- we're really at the, uh, at the beginning of this. Yeah, it's I mean, only been about a month, probably a month, Okay, two wow. Total. I mean, we are, we are right at the, it would be cool to meet in a year. And, yeah, and see where it's gone and, 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 you know, the input that you get. You know, what's great about the podcast is my listeners you know, send me ideas for academies and people to, to interview. And, and they'll get to the point where you say, hey, there's 50 videos we need to do. Is it only you guys in this room or is it uh, it's others? I, I would love the opportunity to make sure because the room would not allow for – I mean, it's a large group. It's a big community effort. And uh, we feel bad that they couldn't be here. So I, I don't – you know, I don't want to name them – 
all in 10 minute seconds or whatever one by one but i'd love the opportunity to mention some of them well you know you you had a little story about the donating party and was that was that the support chris yes I, I really would love to read those names. Justin Miller, these are all the people that helped get Chris here. Justin Miller, Brian Collada, Carlos Mercado, Tommy Oliva, Bryn Klein, Tanner Brandt, Richard Falco, Robert Pleasanton, Mike Robinson. The list would be longer, but the need was met so fast. It was met within a day and a half. It was, it was really amazing how just quick everything happened. They, they put the call out, and it was, it was done. It was it's like I said, I'm still flabbergasted how it happened. And what's cool is that was kind of more or less the second time we helped another one for Super Saturday get there as well. Um, and there's a couple more of them that are here with us that we didn't help financially wise, but guys that this week decided they wanted to come and didn't really have anywhere to stay, so they're bumming between people's rooms so that they could. <laughs> we come just to told vision. them to get here. It's like a hippie commune, man. It's pretty awesome. <laughs> so just get here, and we'll figure out where you're going to sleep. We just need you here. Yeah, the, the, it's what because it's the whole point is everybody working to make the industry better, make yourself better, be be as good as you can be to to make everything great. I wanted to give a special shout out because one individual uh, definitely contributed, uh, and he wasn't able to attend so to me that's awesome a financial commitment and he didn't even come himself which he really wanted to he came last year and when he left last year he said he was definitely never going to miss a vision again but unfortunately something came up and he couldn't make it but uh he made a financial uh, mm -hmm. you know who was that best. robert pleasanton okay uh, i don't want to single anybody out but everybody else is here so everybody just, else is here he helps people all the time and oh by the way i wish we could have had him in the studio but there just wouldn't be enough room hey guys this was exciting, and there's no doubt there's a ton of passion in this room for the industry, for your careers, for um, your, your continual learning. Career goals. Let's, let's just end it with some career goals. Uh, I mean, you know, sooner or later you stop and you think, you know, I, I'm, I'm in, I'm deep in, deep end of the pool. Um, where are you heading, Justin? Um, I just started out uh, going out on my own, um, starting my own business, and that's been within the last year, and... So right now we're we're swimming. Big move, <laughs> we're trying baby. To, we're trying to figure out all the things that everybody else that's been in it for a while has had to learn, and has some growing pains. Well, there's an awful lot to learn on the podcast. So if you ever want any help, I'll steer you in some right directions on what to listen to. Chris, how about you? Career goals. Um, my biggest career goal is to uh, be one of the instructors that I look up to. I want to be one of those people that people come to an event to see. So that's, I try to absorb everything I can to be that. So they want to say. Yeah, I'm, I'll never miss a Chris Martino class, right? I, that's my dream. Is it written down? Is there a time on it? No, there's no time. I just work as hard as I can to be Write the best I can. Write it down and pick a day. If it keeps pushing out, you'll never say, you know, by this year, I'm going to be training wherever. Could be vision, whatever it is that you choose, working for a company. And, uh, you know, that's what I recommend. I recommend you write it down. And then when that hits, you call me. We do the podcast. That would be great. Cool. Brian, how about you? Right now I'm a technician for Days Auto Care in, in Ohio. And uh, in the next 10, 10, 15 years, I'd love to be a shop owner. Um, I would also love to be a, a trainer as well, just like Chris mentioned. I love I love being able to, to teach and, and give back to the industry that has given me so much. 
first of all, it's so encouraging. It's so exciting to hear what you just said because with the number not the number, but the age, the average age of the uh, the baby boomer shop owner today. We need people coming up through the ranks, Brian. They're going to take over the businesses. But because this is sometimes becomes a business podcast on occasion, as we tell stories, and it, you know, it, it does lend itself into the businesses. We interview shop owners. They always have these big regrets of things that they shouldn't do. So go in with your eyes wide open and and do a lot of right things first. And that is to hire, that's, that's, I always preach, hire a business coach within your first year, and you'll be well on your way. Bryn, shop owner, uh, former podcast alumni, TBT, what's your career goals, man? This is no secret. The industry needs a lot of work. So my, I, I basically want to answer it by sharing my passions, which is moving the industry in a positive direction. It's training, um, whether it's, you know, motivating people to attend training or uh, pretty much the same as these gentlemen i'd love to be able to be a trainer and help people and uh and then automotive technology so long-term goals are basically to continue i don't i don't ever want to stop diagnosing cars i don't i'd love to be able to train and i want to i want to be involved with as many projects and campaigns that are going to make the industry better you mentioned a lot of great trainers' names here before, and, and you know when I think about it, it says I want to aspire to be like, and I want to be a trainer. And so when you go to their classes, just don't look for the content, look for the style. That's such a great point because um, you'll be in the lobby here, and one person will say, you know, I just didn't get much. I, I, I wish I maybe I should have gone to the other class, and then the other person attended the same class, and he was blown away by it. So you start to come to these enough, and you learn which ones you really connect with. So that's definitely a good point. There's an art and science to be a trainer, and and there's one person who I know is passionate about it, and it's George Menchu. George knows, you know, that it, it's it's about knowledge transfer and life, and he shares a lot of that in his class before it all starts, and he wants everybody to be prepared for what's coming. Well, you talk about life-changing, and George's classes are that because he teaches people how to, to, to learn, basically. Exactly so. right. Listen to his two podcasts, and they'll blow you away. Tanner, I'll give you the last word, man. Well, I got big plans for this coming year i'm moving to greenville south carolina from upstate new york on tuesday so i'm gonna fly back at 11 o'clock at night sunday night and get up the next morning finish packing up our house and move i'm hoping when i get down there i'm gonna work for a shop for a while till i get settled down there and hoping to uh, eventually do some training i'm gonna open a mobile diagnostic company um, and also do one-on-one training for shops but I'm really hoping that I can get in with one of the companies and do some training or, um, well, and or get in with a college down there. That's something I'd really like to do is kind of not get out of turning wrenches, but I'd like to be able to pay it forward more than just turning wrenches. Well, you all have bright careers. Love what I heard. Thank you. You're well, all welcome back. Bryn Klein, Tanner Brandt, Justin Miller, Chris Martino, and Brian Collada. Thanks for being here, guys. Thank you. Thank you. What a great time talking to this team from Trained by Techs, a solid group of aftermarket givers who want to see everyone grow their knowledge of the automotive. Hey, big thanks to Tanner Brandt, Bryn Klein, Chris Martino, Justin Miller, and Brian Collada for giving me their time to get their story told. See the show notes where the key talking points are there for you. Go to remarkableresults.biz slash E328. 
Hey, did you know that I love to hear from you? I read every email because I want to know what's on your mind, what you like about the podcast, who you'd like to hear from, topics we need to discuss on the Town Hall Academy, and if the stories have impacted your life and or your business. Your emails are the fuel for the engine of educational value of Remarkable Results Radio, so don't hesitate to sit at the keyboard or tap in an email on your smartphone. Reach me at carm at remarkableresults.biz. Thanks for being on board to listen and learn from the premier automotive aftermarket podcast. Until next time... 